Great. Hello. And welcome to the V-Spot Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Danny. And I'm Kat. And that's the silent producer, Andy. Mm-hmm. Say hi, Andy. Aww. He can't because he's silent. Crickets, crickets. He didn't even wave, though, which is kind of rude nah, if you he's think over about it. It's like super late at night. All right. So I think we'll just get right to it mm-hmm. because we have done a fair amount of talking throughout the evening. And instead of us rambling on our own, we'd rather you as our best friends listen to us talk to our brand new best friend. Yes. Because this is a best friends podcast. It is a best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're a vegan-ish, definitely best friends podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And the proof is in the vegan pudding Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. we made best friends with Mm -hmm. Miss Montana. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right, mm-hmm. folks. The the real life yes. Miss Montana. Yeah. Not just some gal in Montana who calls herself that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> she she represents the state and the people and the animals and the planet because, spoiler alert, she is vegan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's really cool and our new best friend. And we're excited to have you all listen to her and find out how awesome she is for yourself. So we'll just get right to it and, uh, yeah, enjoy. You're welcome for your ears. Yes. I think that was really dark of him to say like that. I'll fade away into nothing. I know. Cellophane. <laughs> All right. Mr. Cellophane. No? Just me? Okay. Just me. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I know it, but I don't know what it's from. <laughs> it's from Chicago. The musicale. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. Or the movie, depending on what you're more familiar with, I guess. And this will probably go Mm -hmm. into the recording. We usually just start talking. And then we're uh, like, oh, look, it's me and Kat. Oh, another random voice. Who is that? And that's how we introduce our guests. (laughs) Because we are goons. (laughs) Because we, two years in, don't really know how to record a podcast Mm -hmm. so we just kind of do and hope for the best and usually it works out um yeah yeah nice yeah Uh, that's kind of life isn't it you just do what feels right and you're like well here we go that is so true yeah uh 34 years in and I still don't know how to life and so (laughs) I'm just kind of doing it (laughs) yeah same (laughs) good analogy actually I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, mystery voice, who who are you? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> I'm an awesome uh, <laughs> Um, I am Marissa Underwood, and I am Miss Montana USA 2020. I'm also a vegan and an animal rights activist, environmentalist, and yeah, I wrote write some poetry on the side, DJ. <laughs> That's my little bio. Wow. Great. So um, we're going to be quiet and you just talk about yourself for the next, <laughs> I don't know, long this is, this is the true test. We don't have any questions for you. If you could just tell us everything about yourself for the next 20 minutes or so. All right. Um, that's not true. I feel like we have a lot of questions for you. We, um, we do. Danny and I went on like a little road trip today and we were like, what are we going to talk about tonight? Oh my God. We have so many, like, I just want to know all of the things about you. Um, but oh. yeah, no, for real. Um, well, first I do have to say though, we're, well, 
we'll try not to be supremely foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't think about the fact oh, that yeah. until it was mentioned to a friend of, of ours, I talked to her and I was like, oh, guess who we're, guess who we're interviewing? Like, keep it on the down low. But we get to talk to this really cool person. I told her and she was like, I was like, I don't know. I'm nervous because she's super cool. And this friend goes, well, yeah. And she like does interviews. Like that's like what she does. She's like a professional interviewee. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> this is this is like the most like unprepared for. Like we we are fly by the seat of our pants yeah. kind of girls. Like we <laughs> we just like making things up and talking yeah. to people we and having like real conversations. Yes. Yeah, so like, oh man, she's like uh-huh. very professional interviews, and that's not going to be this. So <laughs> yes, so it's nice though. Like it's Great. nice to just feel like it's easy. Great. I'm I'm glad that yeah, you're Yeah, I was going to say we don't have bulleted questions no. like you could change one thing about the world. No. Like, I don't I don't <laughs> no. Oh my god. No, I I, uh, I even I had a interview coaching today and she literally like the questions that she asked me is seriously how would you end world hunger? What? I'm like, "Oh god." <laughs> it's so but like we you know we do it to prepare. Yeah. But I was like, "Oh, these questions are so hard." How would you how would you end world hunger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah well then i was like well can i talk about the vegan spiel because we do have a spiel for them <laughs> yeah honestly honestly yeah i was gonna say like is it stop feeding yeah. all the grains to cows and give all the grains <laughs> to human beings instead is that yeah. part of it yes like, <laughs> exactly Question answered like okay. done and done yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So where would you like to start, Kat? Um, well, I think um, we usually start, like, we we like to hear, I mean, I have so many questions. So it's, it really is like, <laughs> where do we start? Even in just like the last 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, what about that? Oh, oh, that, that. Um, but we we usually like to start with just um, like your, your vegan, what, what we call your origin story. Like, when did you go vegan? Why did you go vegan? How, how, how did you, how did you vegan? <laughs> oh, I like that. How did you do it? That's a good slogan. <laughs> well, I was I was raised in Sacramento, actually more specifically in Wilton, which is kind of a like small rural area and I grew up horseback riding like really competitively. We also had Future Farmers at my high school, Future Farmers of America, and that's just kind of like what everybody did, like freshman year I was in FFA and that was just a part of our life and we were taught you know to to see animals as literal commodities and we would write papers on antibiotic use and farming and you know the purpose of cheese and like things like that and um, at the end of the year we would be required to show an animal at county fair and so my friends decided to raise pigs and sheep and goats and whatever it may be and then you literally are required to sell your animal. And I remember just being mortified. And I was like, I am not about to raise this baby animal and sell it. And fortunately, there I had a loophole because um, I had a horse. So I just I just competed at, a, at like the horse part of county fair. Um, but I had friends who would literally shell, sell their goat and their pigs. And I remember that the pigs made me saddest, because they walk them around with these little canes. 
And these pigs just have these whip marks all over their bodies because these like 12, 13, 14 year olds are walking around trying to show these pigs where to go, but they don't know, you know, they don't know how to do that. So they're just whipping these pigs around to get them to walk around the county fair. And I remember just being so mortified. Um, And then from there, I was vegetarian and everybody in my class made fun of me. And I remember getting so emotional and I had to give a speech on on antibiotic use and like argue it. And somebody was like, huh, because I referenced PETA and they were like, PETA's the people for the eating of tasty animals. And I will never forget the boy who said that to me. <laughs> and um, yeah, and never Some forget. Live on an and infamy then, in your mind. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And um, they were just so mean to me and such bullies. And I actually was like bullied back into eating meat because people made fun of me so heavily. And then, um, I decided to, I had really bad acne and I had done, you know, everything that I could to fix it. And then this article online said to cut out dairy. So I was like, all right, I'm cutting out dairy. And then after like three months of that, I like, I just stopped one day and was like, why am I eating any animals anyways? And then over like the next three months after that, I phased something out. So then next I would do red meat, then chicken, then fish, then eggs and then honey. And then overall, you know, it just eventually came to be that way. And then now I just, I'm like, I'm so vegan now. I could never, never not do it. Yes. No, that's, um, we were just talking about it earlier, actually, from that perspective of how long we have each been vegan and how, even though people think it's more restrictive, it's actually expanded our palates more to like eat other vegetables that we would not have eaten and Mm -hmm. try different things that we may not have again so it's funny once you get to a certain point you're like well I could never go back like I just I couldn't people I understand we're very um I don't know compassionate vegans in the way of we don't like to be too extreme we don't like to burn bridges and we like to educate and be really almost overly compassionate compared to how some other activists or vegans are Uh and like I understand why people relapse and stuff but for me I could never I could never do it Mm -hmm. I could never go back yeah yeah same these. Yeah. And I don't understand how people could just casually reintroduce, especially dairy to your digestive system. Like I, Uh if I have something, even one tiny bite of something that has dairy in it, like a very minimal amount, I know in five minutes and I'm sick for a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. We, that's happened to us before. Um, Andy and I have both gotten sick from like starbucks is oh yeah not to name drop you guys (laughs) but they have done some things where Mm -hmm. you know that it was either milk and you might not know it till Uh halfway through or something like that and then you are feeling very very ill for at least a day yeah you're like i got poisoned basically yeah that's what it feels like yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes absolutely cool <laughs> so what next after vegan okay so should we ask pageants should we like yeah i want to know maybe the next origin the pa- story right so we have vegan stories so now pageant story yes. and then we can merge the two yes i'm so curious how you got in how you like found your way I, into this world we have so many questions that we know nothing about like, yes i think I, that's why we're super excited because um you have such a great platform to be able to spread the vegan word as we like to say and so I feel like there's so much to talk about but I'm also so curious how you got into it and how you found yourself Mm. in in this world because I truly know nothing about it so I'm excited to hear about something I literally know nothing about (laughs) well I saw Miss USA on TV probably in like 
2013, I want to say. Um, and I just was so enamored with it. You know, it's, it's so glamorous and it's so beautiful. It's, mm. you know, it's this big extravaganza, Miss USA. And I was kind of, you know, I was an impressionable, like 19 year old and was like, that looks legit. <laughs> I want to be a part of that. And they talk about, you know, empowering women and it gives you this opportunity to really talk about what it is that you're so passionate about while also being able to have that that kind of glam lifestyle, which I, I really like too. Um, so it's kind of meshing the two worlds for me. Um, and so I competed, I did a state pageant four times before I won. And for me, when, when a door is closed, I'll do anything to open it up. And so when I wasn't winning and wasn't winning, it just became this, this challenge for me to become the person that's worthy of the title. And I think that everything came in the perfect timing for me because if I had won three years ago, it, I would not have had the same effect. And I really got into animal rights in the, up the, about the last two years. So I was vegan for three. And then I was like really, really into it and was really, you know, I go to vigils and I protest and everything. So um, it really, everything came together. And I, I think climate change and veganism has really taken um you know the lead in in the environmental movement and so it's like the perfect time for me you know we have we have billy we have joaquin we have i can't even i can't pronounce his name but the you know the winning director who did okaya um you know they're all these leaders of the movements and i, I just think it's coming together really really well and it, it was a great timing for me too personally and so that that's actually a great that's an interesting thing because I can I know absolutely, like I said, nothing. Both of us know nothing about the pageant world. And so I always wonder what is, you know, who is a pageant child who grows into a pageant, you know, adult or or teen or young adult versus mm -hmm. someone who did start at a at a higher age, you mm -hmm. know. So that's and how do you like, did you wake up and you're like, I'm gonna do I'm going to start doing, pa I want to be Miss USA someday. Like, this is my goal. Mm -hmm. And so like, do you, is there like a phone number that you call? Is there, like, <laughs> there 1-800-MISS-USA? No, like, how do you, you know, how do you do that? Do you really start running because you like, I don't know, you're a beautiful human being with a great body and great hair. Like, <laughs> you know, you said you had, you know, you said you struggled with acne. Like, did you, like, how did you just go about, how, how do you do this? How did you go about, you're like, I'm going to compete in a state pageant. Is there a phone number? Is there a phone? I don't know. 1-800-CROWN-ME. Yeah. <laughs> I don't exactly. know if I would call that phone number. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you can go online to, I think MissUSA.com has like a recruitment section and it shows which state you're in and it gives you the contact information for that specific director. So then you can just apply mm -hmm. and you either find sponsors or you pay and you compete throughout the weekend. And it's very intense emotionally because it's, it's demanding you to walk into a room of five or six complete strangers, stand in front of them for two minutes, maybe three and tell them, not necessarily why you're better, but what's so special about you in questions that you have no preparation for. Essentially, they can ask you literally anything. And so being able to formulate who you are in two, maybe three minutes is really quite a challenge. <laughs>
And so it prepares yeah, you for, for instances like this or, you know, somebody just walks up to you and asks you who you are. Like, it's great for um, teens who are interviewing to get into really good colleges. You know, it it mm. demands you to say, hey, this is what's great about me. Hmm. I don't think I could do that. I'm not <laughs> sure I could in like two to three minutes. Yeah. Dep- I guess <laughs> depending on what I would was asked. But that's really that's really nerve-wracking yeah both of us have a lot of anxiety both Mm -hmm. Kat and I and so we would probably but if there's one thing I really enjoy it's talking about yourself talking about myself (laughs) 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 and if if there's another thing I really enjoy it's an audience listening to me talk about myself so this is why we have a podcast that's why we have a podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I also I I I have severe anxiety, so I definitely I resonate with you on that. Like so much so, we're all be in the grocery store, and I'm like, "Why are my hands shaking? Nothing's wrong here." <laughs> um, and so oh, it's man, same. Yeah, but it's it's this thing where I think it's also today. There's so much anxiety. Ooh, sorry, I've been getting spam phone calls. I don't know if that came through on the audio, but I've been getting spam phone calls like nobody's business. Um, huh. From one eight hundred crown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're ready. <laughs> we're ready for you. Um. Oh gosh, I don't even remember. Oh, anxiety. Yeah, I mean, anxiety is just kind of running rampant through people. So it's basically challenged me to say, like, yeah, I have this crazy amount of anxiety, but I can still be me. Hmm. <laughs> How? Do you deal with your anxiety? (laughs) Like there are because it's a serious thing and there are situations that it's like, yeah, and it's interesting because for me, like public speaking has never been a problem. I'll get up in front of a room full of people and talk about certain things. But there's other situations that give me severe anxiety, like parties even Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I can't go to a party without knowing at least three people there. Otherwise, I'm like in a corner petting a cat. (laughs) or a dog or finding someone's pet because that's my preference. Like, how do you, how do you deal with that in, in the pageant world? And, and any time that you have anxiety, do you do a lot of like meditation or anything of the sort or I try, I have a very like really fast mind that I've been working hard to calm down. Um, Mm -hmm. I I'm also kind of a, I'm, I'm either extremely quiet or extremely outgoing depending on my uh, environment. And so it can be really nerve wracking at first, but knowing that everybody else is just as nervous as you and has the same common goal, like looking at that, that you all have a commonality and what you're trying to achieve is also really liberating and freeing. So I don't even really have much anxiety around the pageant itself. But for me, I get anxiety when mm. If I go to like an event and because of so much backlash that I've received, if somebody says, oh, what's your platform? And I don't know that person. And so I don't know whether or not they're going to dislike or like me. So that that moment I get really nervous in. And then I I just I just kind of I try to work through it and I try to just power through. Um, I'm trying to learn some techniques now that really help me with that. And it's getting out of your head and into, you know, your heart and your stomach and your body as opposed to like, I'm a, I'm a crazy overthinker, analytical. And so taking away that, like solving something mathematically and just looking at it emotionally is a step that I'm trying to achieve. That makes sense. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. something that you kind of try to do too, Kat, is more think of it, like get out of your own head. Yeah. My, um, my therapist, 
recommended to me that um, she she calls it using your wise mind. And she says to me, you know, if I'm freaking out about something or if I'm, you know, feeling anxious or whatever the case may be to to do what you're describing and, and to say, am I using my emotional mind or these things that I'm thinking and worrying about based in fact? Or am I telling stories and am I going down a path that is not based in fact? And if I'm doing that, then she tells me to start using my wise mind and to feel the floor below me, look at things around me and to focus on things that are true in the moment instead of what my brain is telling me. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's um. It's very, what's the word? Yeah, for right. That? Smart. <laughs> mindfulness. It's very mindfulness. Like, yes, 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 yes. Yep. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um. Hmm. So, <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm like, where do I go now? Um. So I'm curious because you said you grew up in California, mm-hmm. yeah. So how did you end up, how did you get to Montana? So in that horseback riding world, um, there's a horse show out here that I would always go to. Um, and it was just like my favorite place to go and always was like my favorite place to vacation, et cetera. And so um, I just needed a change and decided that I needed like a change of environment. And it was my last year of eligibility. And so I was like, all right, what do I need to do to attain this goal? And so that was to relocate. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And and so do you live in Montana now? Is that where you yeah. spend your time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I've never been to Montana. It's beautiful. It re- like it really 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 is. It's arguably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. That's what I hear. We have a um she's a friend. Yeah, we have a friend who lives in <laughs> Wyoming and we're always talking to her about that part of the country. Um, it, because we just have no like awareness or like, <laughs> well, cause we, she's someone who listens to our podcast and we actually interviewed her in one of our past episodes and she has sent us cookies and we have conversed back and forth and she's like, become like a friend. She sent me a recipe I can make on my own. Um, but she's like, you guys are gonna come out here and visit, and we always say that we will, and we'd love to go out there. But now we're like, but what do you do in Wyoming? And like, <laughs> that's our say. Like, I'm like, what do you do in Montana? And like, <laughs> like Kiki says, like she says in Wyoming, it's beautiful. Like, if you love doing anything outside yeah. at all, yeah. you can do everything here. Like, it's absolutely beautiful. Because mm-hmm. we're like, oh, okay. Like, what do you do in? Montana. <laughs> what what are the pastimes? Well, there's well, it yeah. sounds so stupid. <laughs> well, we are kind of stupid. I mean, I think one of the slogans here is get outside. Um, and so it's very mm. nature and outside mm. based, but like right now it's snowing and you know, we don't really do a lot outside. Um, but like the art, yeah. the art scene here is really prominent and actually the climate activism scene is really big too. Like, oh, you know, yeah, all things considered. Yeah. Um, and so I, like I volunteer with both climate groups and like art related things. Um, there's an event called poetry for change and there's storytelling events and tons of music. So it's very, very artsy place. Hmm. See, I would have had no idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I think um, one of the things that we're like super curious about is being Miss Montana and being a vegan. I mean, how, what is that 
been like for you? Because I would imagine that it would be difficult. I mean, Montana for is a anybody ranching. State, yeah, right? I, like I would imagine that it would be difficult ranches. for anybody to be using a a, pr- a prominent platform like that to talk about something like veganism and animal rights and climate change and what have you. But I would imagine that specifically in Montana, you face some challenges. I would think. Yeah. Oh. Oh. That's an understatement, truthfully. (laughs) Yeah, it has been quite the experience. Um, Some people are supportive and there are many who are not. I will say when people first found out that I was like a real animal rights activist, it it got pretty crazy and pretty intense. It made the news. Um, There was a petition. There was a lot. I mean, I received maybe like 1500 aggressive mean messages on all forms of my social media. Um, People made an Instagram account called Miss Montana USA is a joke. Um, There, I mean, I was bullied very, very heavily from a high school. I, I don't know why they really even cared from the high school, but it was a lot of aggression from like 16 and 17 year olds. The things. Ew, that's because they're nasty. Children are nasty. <laughs> they are. Yeah, but like kids are mean. Why are they concerned yeah. with somebody who is not even remotely near their age? Like <laughs> that's, that's it's, fair. It's, well, probably because they go home and they hear their parents talking about yeah. this, that, and the other thing. And so they think that. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's disappointing to hear too. That yeah, that was really really tough. And and then even, you know, even without talking about animals, talking about renewable energy, I did a protest last week from our um electrical supplier and they're buying a new um plant from a coal mine. It's a it's a coal plant. And so it's like it's very old and it needs a lot of reconstruction and a lot of like fixing up essentially. And they're not being very honest and forthcoming with how they're going to pay for those repairs. And so the um, climate activists are really upset that they're not going into renewable energy and they're instead going back to coal and purchasing an entirely new coal plant. And so I posted about protesting that and people, I mean, Somebody called me an idiot. People told me I'm not allowed to have my lights on then. You know, I can't use anything that requires electricity. Um, this. Um, that's not how that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and someone was like, how do you think that, you know, the, the city is going to be powered then? And I was like, renewable energy, like Iceland and Paraguay are both 100% renewable. Like, why can't we? So. You know, it's, it's just that thought that, you know, nobody likes to be told that what is currently happening is wrong. And so they'll defend it till they die mm-hmm. rather than being like, oh, yeah, let's let's try and fix it. It's, you know, people are really afraid of change and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I we talk we kind of talk about this a lot that and I'm sure I, I would think that you've experienced this. You know, we we can get on any topic, you know, whether it's politics, religion, women's rights, you name it, we've talked about it, whether it's on the podcast or with people in real life. And nobody gets as mad as they get when you talk about animal rights. Yeah. If you talk about their, the choices that they make three meals a day, mm-hmm. like nobody gets as up in arms as they do yeah. when you question somebody's lifestyle choices in the realm of what they eat and, and, the effect that they have on the planet mm-hmm. it is truly I, 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 it's like it's like <laughs> horrifying because like it's it's interesting because 
I could see from like a very scared rancher perspective, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do for my for my life? So like, while I still could give you some answers about what you could do instead of farming animals. It's usually not those people you have to face as often as like the average person who's like, yeah. what am I supposed to eat? Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't take away my steak. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, eat a, eat a vegetable? <laughs> any vegetable. Eat any vegetable. Any vegetable. Anything, any grain, any yeah. fruit, anything. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's truly remarkable. Yeah. And the cheese thing, man, like dairy was so easy for me. It it wasn't even a second thought. It was the first thing I did. I punched it out. It was like nothing. And the amount of people that are like, oh, I could go without meat, but I cannot live without my cheese. And I'm like, yeah, because wasn't there a study done that dairy is more uh, addicting than cocaine? Like, of course. Yeah. Um, and so that one just gets me yeah. because it yes. is literally addicted. Like, yeah. yeah, but there's also like no nutritional value to dairy. It's so detrimental for your for your system <laughs> that I'm like, if you guys are going to talk about health, yeah. we have to leave dairy out of the conversation. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's a, it's a I mean, cheese is a man made food. It's not it like doesn't exist in nature. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not. not even, you know what I mean? You know, it, people make their milk arguments, whatever, but like you have to like chemically alter, you have to like do things to make cheese. It doesn't just exist, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So why would you ever think that that's an acceptable thing? Well, and like people, like I've been making a lot of cheese and things at home myself now. That's like a pastime of mine. And people are like, that's not real cheese. And I want to be like, sir or madam, there (laughs) is no such thing as real cheese. We have crafted it. Like, again, you can make the argument of, like a steak like yes there is like a lamb shank you could eat a lamb shank and there is a thing as a lamb shank it is a thing a one-to-one yeah like that is what it is but cheese is not a you can't go find a cheese in a field the cheese bush the yeah the cheese <laughs> or the cheese is yeah. and the cheese yeah i'm just gonna go tree. out back no. and cut some branches off the cheese <laughs> so why is your cheese real and <laughs> yeah. my cheese is just as real as yours get out of yeah, here what is the war on vegan cheese because it is booming <laughs> I know. Uh, we were talking about that today too in mm-hmm. the car. Yeah, because back like we went, it's going to be Kat's fifth year of being mm-hmm. vegan this fall ish. And then it's my fourth year. And I remember back when it was just Daya that we could mm-hmm. eat as a cheese option. And I was like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't care for it. And now it's mm-hmm. like, Miyoko's and Violife mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all these other things where there's just no excuse people to have mm-hmm. for people to have anymore to be like well there's no what would i put on pizza well, i don't know first of all leave the cheese off but yeah. second i don't know many of the vegan cheese options it's yeah. everywhere yeah everywhere mm-hmm. it's just as good mm-hmm. like ugh. and then you don't feel terrible after you eat it like i could eat an entire vegan pizza and feel fine and then i remember you'd have oh. just two pieces of non-vegan pizza and you'd just be bloated and disgusting for like two days mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And like, I feel I can remember after eating a, a non-vegan pizza or eating anything with actual dairy in it back in the day, I would feel like full and sick to my stomach and also kind of mad, you know, uh, like grumpy, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that, like grumpy, like food coma feeling. Now I'm in, I get like happy food comas where I'm just living my best life instead of, you know, oh my God, my body is falling apart right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah from the yes. inside out. Yeah, that lethargic feeling after. Um, I have a very polarizing. I have a very polarizing question for you, Marissa. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. No, 
do you do you like pineapple on pizza? <laughs> um, no, I don't like hot fruit or warm fruit at all. Oh, oh fruit um, has to be cold for hot me. Hot fruit uh, is a very uh, oh, um, hot fruit is a very interesting okay. term. Well, I, I was gonna say I actually don't like. Well, now I don't like it either. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say Danny and I love pineapple I was on just pizza. Gonna say, unfortunately, this conversation's over and we have to go because I love pineapple on pizza. But now that you say hot fruit, now I'm I have to really rethink. rethinking a lot of my choices. <laughs> oh, hot fruit. because oh. it's warmed yeah. up. Or the whole bite in your yeah, mouth. You're, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> we may never ask anybody that ever again. <laughs> I don't think anyone else is cool enough to ever say, I don't like hot fruit like that. I, no, no. No, no. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that was my well, – okay, what's your favorite kind of pizza then? Yeah. Um, I like to do like the make your own and I put mushrooms, but I, they have to be cooked mushrooms, not raw mushrooms, mm-hmm. which is funny. So I like warm vegetables and cold fruit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the mushrooms have to be cooked. Spinach. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, what else do I put on there? I don't know. I just like see the options that are in my face there. You know, there's usually like grilled onions. Those are good. Tempeh. Mm-hmm. If they got some tempeh, throw it on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see these are the questions see now it's like this is another interview prep thing for you what if you get to another pageant and they ask you what do you put on your pizza now you're ready yeah <laughs> now you have an answer winning <laughs> answer is tempeh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the hard-hitting question yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. other hard-hitting questions do you have um do i have yeah do you have any uh, I'm sure I do now. My mind is blank because of the whole hot fruit. Thing. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, so what is like, as far as event wise, we'll circle back to mm. events and like, because you, you have to do as like a public mm-hmm. figure kind of now you, you have to do events or are invited to do events. Have you turned down doing anything because like oh, right. like have you gotten invited to something you're like no because that's not very like with my platform not very vegan friendly have you had to turn down any invites or do they just kind of avoid you because they're like Argh. um I don't know yeah I anything that requires handling food um I actually so mm-hmm. I, I did serve at our homeless shelter that's near here and they put me on like the vegetable section. And then there was a moment where I needed to step over into another one. So they didn't have enough people. And they had me serving Turkey for a second. And that was much harder than I had anticipated because I have not handled mm-hmm. or really looked at meat in a long time in that way. Um, and so like literally taking it out and handing it to people. I mean, like, happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> like cries inside, mm-hmm. um, affected me pretty, pretty negatively. So now if there's something that has anything to do with food or, you know, I get invited to some dinners and I, I just don't go. Um, hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that was specifically like I couldn't, can do basically I mean the cool thing about our system is that it's really up to you what you want to do like there's some required events but <clears throat> you can deny or accept anything that you want to and your year is pretty much how you want it to be as far as appearances go so I make 
90% of my appearances. So they align with what I, what I want because I'm seeking them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time people are very, very kind and accommodating about it. If I say like, oh, you know, I can't, I also, I can't handle alcohol. So, you know, like the event I went to this weekend, they said, oh, we can have you serve beer. I was like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, can't do that. <laughs> that's real. That's actually, see, this is another like side of the pageant world. I had, mm-hmm. n- because we have no idea how that works. I really had no knowledge, even if you weren't a vegan mm-hmm. like do you have to accept things you, that's really cool yeah. to know that you get to actually like decide your own appearances and schedule and what you do and don't do it's a little more autonomous that way mm-hmm. which is pretty cool yeah I mean it's very reliant on your own platform and your own willingness to find events um, and it it really is what you make of it if you go into it and you're like oh I don't really know what I care about or like what is important to me, then you're probably not going to have a lot of things that really excite you. So fortunately for me, I knew 100% who I was, what I was standing for, what I wanted the year to be about. And I like really hit the ground run- running as soon as I won um, and-, and knew exactly what I wanted to do. So I mean, if I don't know if there's anybody listening who watch or competes in pageants, but my biggest piece of advice is to have a platform that you are like heavily involved in that is important to you outside of pageants. So a lot of people thought that my platform was something that I did just to get further in pageants because it's so relevant right now. And I was like, no, this is my life. This is who I've been for years. This is how I will continue to be once this is over. It's embedded in who I am. That's really cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And then like, as far as... I had this random other I'm thinking like oh what else in pageant wise both in and out of pageants like makeup and clothes uh-huh. mm-hmm. and like that's what I was like, gonna ask like hair and things like that as far as like doing your hair and hair products and what do you use and do you always get to like if you're in a pageant do you always have your own things have you ever gotten stuck in a situation where you didn't or or something like that because I really again have zero idea how a pageant works yeah like no clue (laughs) do you get to choose you know like more um sustainable fashion designers Mm -hmm. do you get to choose your makeup and make sure that it's um you know falling in line with your beliefs and or is that stuff out of your hands like I'm very curious about that too for sure that's a great question um it's a little bit of both actually so if you're prepping or if you're doing a state pageant or a local pageant, you usually do your own hair and makeup unless you pay for an artist. And I always do my own hair and makeup and I have all vegan and cruelty-free products, which was hard, um, especially, oh God, what am I thinking of that was the most difficult? I think finding a foundation was very hard that I that it worked well with my skin <clears throat> that was cruelty-free. Um. So basically, I bring all my own stuff. And it's like when we go to Miss USA, we'll be doing our own hair and makeup nine times out of 10. But then there will be some times where there will be artists and um, sponsored companies that come in and do your hair and makeup. And and at that point, I don't really get a say because it's not my decision. And they're there for 51 girls, not just me. So I have to say, all right, this technically doesn't align with who I am. But I kind of, you just have to it's not the battle to fight. That's not. Um, but things like I, I get to choose all my own clothes. I get to, you know, find my own shoes. I don't have any leather or wool or anything. Um, so all of that 
all of that is really me. I'm trying to think of if there's anything where it's like, uh, but I mean, yeah, everything is stuff that you really already own. Mm. Um, there's some sponsors who, you know, didn't necessarily align with my ethics. And, um, at that point I just, I don't say anything negatively. I just opt to not use the product, whatever it may be, but people have been really understanding and comfortable and compassionate about my stance and I'll go to a sponsor and they're like, Oh, we specifically brought this out for you. Cause it's cruelty free. It's vegan. Like we were thinking of you the whole time. So <laughs> it's really cool because people have genuinely cared and said, Hey, I think what you're doing is really cool. And I want to help you be yourself. That's really cool. That is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and especially now the, uh, the vegan community is growing and it's so mainstream that I, I think if this had been mm-hmm. seven years ago, 10 years ago, it wouldn't be the same. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's definitely correct. And I think it's cool too, for every, like, mm-hmm. I was thinking about with your events and like hair and makeup and people offering to help and like for every one like piece of hate that you get, whether it be social mm-hmm. media or mail or whatever instance they whatever they want to use um i will tell you that it will and i'm sure you know this and i'm sure people have told you before for every one you get it means 12 times more to the person that you are standing next Mm -hmm. to at a climate march or at a rally or at a any sort of thing because like that's really cool and that person who's mad and someone who's like you're not you can't represent montana because you're a vegan (laughs) like they're gonna be mad about it for like 10 minutes and Mm -hmm. then forget but then you go to like a climate march and you stand next to someone Mm -hmm. and they'll probably remember that for the rest of forever and they're gonna be like so think that's so cool so i'm sure you already know that but i just want to like reinforce that because every person who wants to help you is like i get to help like miss montana like with Mm -hmm. hair or makeup or i get to give her this recommendation like that's just so cool yeah have you had any like really cool success stories or or had any conversations with people that you did reach uh you know being able to use um, what you do as a platform and stuff. Have you had, you know, the opposite side of all of the hate mail? Like, have any really good stories or people who have been reached by your message or anything like that? Yeah. So when everything happened initially, it was October of last year. I shared some information from Cowspiracy on my social media, my Instagram story, and I did not think that it would reach the amount of people that it did. And I ended up getting like. I don't know, 7,000 views or something. Mm -hmm. I actually, I think my reach on Instagram on that specific post hit like 17,000 people. And I only have 5,000 followers. Um, So it kind of ran rampant. And at first it was very, very negative. And then came through people like um, Direct Mm -hmm. Action Everywhere found me. PETA found me. and Seb Alex, who's a big animal rights activist, actually a lot of activists um, messaged me and, you know, they're like, any way we can help you, like, please let us know. There was a lot of support. And even here's one girl specifically, she messaged me. She lives in Colorado and she's like, I'm vegan and I'm, I've been seeing the hate that you've been getting. Here's my phone number. Call me anytime. And her and I actually FaceTimed, I think for like two hours, complete stranger on the internet. And we just like, we're, you know, we're internet friends from afar. There's another girl who lives in Montana who's like 15 and she's been vegan for like three months. And she told me that for Thanksgiving, um, her family had a whole vegan dinner and she feels so inspired to go into activism because of me. Um, there's been a, a lot of people 
have been really, really nice and then messaged me and been like, I see all the hate and like, I'm really sorry that you're getting it, but just know like you are making waves. If, if people weren't as angry, it would be because you're not being loud enough. That's been, that's been good because, you know, you always hear about all these activists and I'm not equating myself to these level of activists by any means, but you know, Mm -hmm. MLK Jr., Rosa Parks, all these people were really ostracized when they took a stand Mm -hmm. for what they believed in and they were jailed and they were assassinated. And, you know, these people were not treated well when they came forward and they were fighting for what they fought for. And like I said, I'm not equating myself to them by any means. But I think that often we look back on activists kind of in these rosy colored glasses and we're like, oh, they're so amazing. And we appreciate them so much. We have days for them. But when they were alive in their days, they were not appreciated Mm -hmm. and they were torn down. So I kind of wish that people would see activism for what it is. And it's, you know, modern day activists get such Mm -hmm. hate. People are so angry. And like, you know, when we do anonymous for the voiceless work, people are so angry. We're like, we're just trying to make the world better. People like to be mad. We live in a mad, we were, again, just saying this earlier, and I don't remember in exactly what context, but like, people just really like to be mad. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why maybe it is like a fear thing, like, just be instead of being afraid and being like vulnerable, like, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe I am wrong, then they're like, oh, I'm gonna be mad instead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fair. I do that sometimes, Mm -hmm. like, you know, defense mechanism. Not over that. Yeah, I saw something um, on social media today that I thought was such a good point. Somebody um, made the point that, you know, and people are what what people are mad about with Joaquin Phoenix's speech from the Oscars is that he made the speech. Nobody is actually talking about what he said. Mm-hmm. They're mad that he had the nerve to say it. Yeah. And it's and it's such a good point that people people almost ignore what's being said and more focus on that somebody has the nerve to to say it or to be an activist or to go out and try to spark change. But they're not really paying attention to what that person is actually saying. Mm-hmm. They're just mad that it's it's happening, right? And I thought that was such a good point that people are just mad that he used his <laughs> his Oscar win as a platform to talk about something like that. They're not actually talking about what he said though. Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe maybe take a second and think about why yeah. he did that. You know, why why, why people are starting to use platforms like that to talk about things like that. There's a reason, you know, Joaquin Phoenix didn't just spend, you know, the last X amount of years going to award shows, not saying anything and now deciding to like, there's a reason that now is the time, you know? Yeah. And it's just so crazy to me that people would rather be mad that somebody is using a platform versus actually listening to what they're saying, <laughs> you know? Right. And what's confusing about it too, that always boggles me is like, we're mad when they do and we're mad when they don't. People say, oh, you know, they're so elitist and out of touch. But if he went up and just was like, yeah, this was great and I had a great time. Thanks, everybody, for being great. They'd be like, why don't they ever have anything constructive to say? Yeah, you why know, don't they have like, any substance? They're yeah. just another celebrity. You know, you yeah. can win. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so wrapped up in their own world. But then they say anything. You know, and then Billie Eilish being as outspoken mm-hmm. as she is. People are like, well, her music's trash. <laughs> Like, wow. Oh, God. You just, oh, my gosh. Especially with this now, you know, I've never received, I wasn't bullied in high school. I really, really didn't have a lot of negative internet hate at all. And now seeing this is like, wow, I 
get why there's so mm-hmm. much depression and anxiety in celebrities because they're like, oh my God, I can't mm-hmm. do anything right. Well, social media has definitely worsened that because we you've, you have all these computer warriors who can just sit at their and hide keyboards and, and say mm-hmm. whatever they want to say, knowing full well that nobody's going to be able to actually face them on what they say. So they're just out there <laughs> running yeah. their mouths. It's yeah. really wild. Yeah. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. And I, like when I was first vegan, I was like that, you know, that Facebook vegan. Oh, we, like, we oh, all were. Look at this video and it's so <laughs> yeah, bad. We all were. Yeah. Everyone goes through the yeah. first phase uh-huh. in the beginning when you're like yeah. so angry. And <clears throat> I used to get, <laughs> I used to get into a decent oh, amount yeah. of Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so did we. <laughs> that would just last for days. You know, it's like 400 yep. comments deep with like that person yeah. you were in eighth grade with. <laughs> And, and now I don't engage in it at all. And I'm like, there's no one's going to change their mind on Facebook. I can't, it's just so exhausting and it's just not worth the fight. But like the internet is such a dark hole, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, with no police, it's the purge, the internet purge. (laughs) It is. It is because it's, and it's so true (laughs) that people hide behind their laptop or their phone because you know, if you... We're like, okay, come, let's go sit and have coffee and have this same conversation in a room full of people that can watch us and chime in too. You know that that person you're fighting with would probably not do it because they'd be like, oh, no, no. Yeah, no. No. So it's, Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. No, the internet can be a very scary place Mm -hmm. and not very, not very great. Yeah, it's very toxic. (laughs) I, I, it's, it's not great for our mental health. I feel like so much of the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Not at all. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what other questions? Oh, I don't know. I have one that's totally off top that I just need to know the answer to. Okay, great. Let's do it. Um, how tall are you? (laughs) I'm six one. Danny's asking because Danny's ten feet tall. (laughs) I'm I'm actually uh, no, 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 no. Marissa is ten feet tall. I'm only six feet tall. She's she's got an inch on me. (laughs) Well, because it was funny because like on your Instagram, I like I look at. And I mean, you know, sometimes you can't tell in photos and stuff, but I'm like, she looks tall and, and Kat's like, oh, she probably is. And I'm like, no, no, like that's <laughs> me saying this. Like yeah. everyone is, Kat's very small. So <laughs> she's like, I'm like, no, no, not like, not like tall to you. I'm like, she's tall, like my kind of tall, like, <laughs> yeah, like tall person, tall. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad I was right in that. I'm like, no, she's tall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pants on me are caprice. Right. Well, I've I've discovered recently the only pants I can actually wear are Levi's because they actually have an inseam length instead of just like eight longs at American mm-hmm. Eagle. Those are not they're not long. They're oh, yeah, they're not. No, no. Even even Le- Levi's I feel like don't quite get long enough in in more of like the pelvic area. Yep, a <laughs> little bit. No, no, you're right. No, a hundred percent. Jeans are miserable. Knee high socks, also, or like over the knee socks. If you want to look cute with a pair of over the knee <laughs> socks, what do, what do you, like? What does that mean? Because oh, if you, uh, uh, they fall no, down so yeah, fast. No, that doesn't happen, and they only reach like below my knee. I've only found like one pair of socks that are mm-hmm. over my knee. So, no, no, over the knee socks for tall people are angry. Yeah, oh no, no rompers. <laughs> Yeah, no rompers, no, no jumpsuits, no pantsuits. Really, <laughs> pants. I mean, God. Yeah. wow, it's, a, it's <laughs> rough life out there for you tall folks. It really is. 
<laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah. That's why I like wearing leggings most of the time because it doesn't really matter if they're a little bit shorter or whatever. It's it's the look. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, that was, I mean, that. Yeah, that does get hard with pageants too. You know, it's a lot of like dresses and skirts. And I'm like, oh, this dress on me is a little <laughs> short. This mini skirt is oh, a yeah. little mini. And then, you know, like I'm a, you know, so I'm, I'm thin too. So it's like, I'll get a size two, but then it's like right there where it's like almost not quite yeah. appropriate. So I tend to get a lot of like larger size stuff and then it's, take it all I in. can't. That's Andy just sent a text and the group message. It's how he communicates with us. And I play this game all the time. Is it a dress or is it a shirt? <laughs> like if you order something or if you go like H&M is a great example. Yes. Is, is a good but terrible example because right. everything is small there. But like you look at it and you're like, is this this is supposed to be a dress on people and this is a shirt on me. <laughs> this is, yeah, this yes. is a tunic on me, not a dress. It's not or like <laughs> the cute. Yeah, like the cute oversized hoodies that Ariana Grande made so popular. No, not a chance. Right. <laughs> never. We can never do that. Or, oh my God, I love the look with the hoodie and the over the knee boots. I have always wanted to wear, and I have never found a hoodie that covers my butt. Yeah, not in that same way. That's why Andy makes fun of me. He's like, your closet, and it's so true. My closet ranges from small. I don't think I have any extra smalls, but I think I go from small to like, three extra large tall because like in order to get an oversize Mm -hmm. or a long flannel to wear I have to go into the men's tall and like oversized section because that's just how they even remotely look oversized for me is to shop which I have no problem I'll shop in a men's section good with that but like yeah no it's (laughs) this is very nice to have someone Talk to talk to. I do feel seen <laughs> because you can look in each other's eyes. It is <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's so just earlier. Oh my gosh, I remember being in like just earlier. I had an instance looking at a sweatshirt at our spin studio, and I was like, "This is supposed to be like hit the uh, the owner instructor is like, oh, this hits right at your waist. It's not cropped. And it's not long." And I was like, "But it doesn't hit at my waist. It's just a weird." It looks like it's a little shrunk. <laughs> like it's not, it doesn't hit yeah. at my waistline. So I just avoid that entirely. I like every shirt's a crop top for us. Mm-hmm. Right. And then every crop top is a sports bra. <laughs> you guys. Yes. Yes. Listen, I do feel seen. Anyways, what were you going to say about being seen? Were you looking over everybody's head for your entire <laughs> oh my life? Yes. Well, in high school, See? all my friends were like, Five, 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 six. And you know, you stand in a circle in the quad and everybody talks. And it's, you know, five, 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 six, maybe a five, seven. And then you, and you're like, what'd you say? <laughs> oh, uh, and you just start like looking around and like you're not really in the conversation because you know you're a foot taller than everybody else. That's like a real thing. Yeah. At least I experienced that when you're talking to a group of people and you're completely left out because nobody can see your eyes. Yep. Oh, no, absolutely. And always, like Andy said, always in the middle of the picture. Mm -hmm. Just the other day, we were in a very long line to get tattoos. Mm -hmm. And Kat, I saw you before anyone else, before I was with two very, well, one medium-sized person. Wherever we are, I can always find you. Like, I was with a very, very short Mm -hmm. friend of ours and a 
medium. Bridget mm-hmm. considers herself tall, and I'm like, you're um, you're person. above average, but I wouldn't say yeah. tall. Medium sized, um, yeah, a medium sized person. And I was like, oh, there goes Cat, and they're like, oh, where? And I'm like, I can see over everyone's head. Trust me, Cat just walked in. <laughs> like I just saw it happen. Yes, it's gonna like yeah. also a snowflake is gonna hit you in like 15 <laughs> or 20 more seconds because I felt it first. Like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like the weather reporter. It's raining. <laughs> mm-hmm. it'll get to you eventually mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh man oh i had another random question these are just like personal questions yeah, um right? cats or dogs or like if for your average pet or companion animal are you a cat person or a dog person a dog person i i do really like cats but i like like with dogs my dog at least he's really sturdy and I like to come home and give him a big hug and kind of like squeeze him, you know, Mm. and like, you know, throw things and play and you can like push him over and cats are a little more like they scratch your hands and, um, but I do love cats. They're so silly and so funny, but I also, I don't like litter boxes. So I don't know that I would ever have a cat again. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like litter boxes either, but my cats require them, so <laughs> I don't want them to yeah, be on my laundry. I, if I had a big house, maybe you could put it, like, you know, in a different room. But for oh, yeah. me now, it would just be, like, in the corner of my bedroom. Like, one of my friends has a cat, and the uh, litter box is in his room. Mm. And I go in, and I'm like, Because yeah. <laughs> his roommates don't want it anywhere else, so it's like, mm. Yeah, see, yeah, that's, that's tough. That, that kind of kind of stinks a little bit because like quite literally not literally quite yeah. literally because <laughs> like literally and- literally <laughs> <laughs> andy's done andy just collapsed he, he does not puns. like puns he doesn't care for them. <laughs> and to be honest he he likes cats but like yeah. does he like having six cats i don't oh. know you have six cats I do, yeah. Andy and I got married in October, so therefore we have six cats. They are mine. They are, yeah. I love them. I would have seven if I could, but that would involve a lot of divorce papers probably. Yeah. The existential dread is creeping in right now. I can see it. But we live in a very (gasps) big house. Like our house is what, 27? Large and in charge. 2,800 square feet. So, like, I have a very big house, and you only see, like, maybe a cat at a time, and the litter boxes are hiding in other rooms. So, like, I see no cats right now. Right. We have the dog who is Mm -hmm. not sturdy. We also have a greyhound, and he sometimes forgets how his legs work. So, (laughs) he's the opposite of sturdy. (laughs) Yeah. So what else? Any other polarizing? I I had the hard hitting questions. Pineapple, cats, dogs, yeah, on pizza. Yeah. I don't don't think I have any. Um, any other hard-hitting questions what else would you like to tell us or what else do you want to say what can we do to help you and anyone else who listens to this Mm -hmm. oh um I don't know I haven't been asked that question where I'm just like allowed to say whatever it is I feel (laughs) yeah whatever you want your feelings Um, (laughs) oh I don't really I don't know without like getting into like a big personal, personal, personal spiel, um, you know, to anybody who is like standing up for something like we live in a society that 
says it wants people who are outspoken and people who go against the grain. Um, but once you're really that way, you realize that they're not and society does not actually want change. And it really doesn't want people who really stand up for what they say and challenge the status quo and the power dynamic. Um, and so for anybody who looks at the world and sees very clearly the injustices that are happening. And right now I think we have just an immeasurable amount of toxicity and negative energy that's just circulating through the whole world. If you're a person who can feel that and you can acknowledge the pain and the suffering outside of your own, you know, world that you live in, because for me, I don't drive down the street and see a slaughterhouse or a factory farm or, um, you know, a factory in, in, you know, a developing nation where they're paid five cents a day or something astronomical like that. Um, but like for the people who do feel that pain, that's not right in front of their face they're the type of person that needs to keep going because so few people acknowledge the pain and suffering that goes on outside of our, our rose colored glasses, especially that we have in the United States. Um, and I think now is a really big tipping point for when things can change without kind of going into an entire environmental collapse where, you know, when we run out of resources, we run out and we're going to really see what we're made of then. And so I'd really love to not get to that point. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, you know, I guess a, a little bit of a call to action. If you feel like, like for me, I watch the news and I get really angry. And like, I, I remember the 2016 election happened and I wasn't actually in school. And cause I didn't really feel like I needed to go to college. Um, and I remember seeing what had happened and I went, all right, no, I'm going to school. And I got my degree in political science. Um, I'm the kind of person who sees something that I disagree with and then I act on it. And there's, unfortunately, I'm not like tooting my own horn here or horn here, but there's a lot of people who see an injustice and then they just kind of walk away from it. Um, mm -hmm. So to people who, who see it and it bothers them, like do something, say something. Yeah, that was really nice. I am a little in love with you, I think. <laughs> oh, she's actually, she's, she's my friend, tall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. share. It's fine. We can make a little sandwich out of you. <laughs> I do. I, I do come up to you like a really good spot on you for like cuddle height. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Cat, the top of Cat's head makes a really nice chin rest for me. So, oh yeah, it is the perfect spot. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I've just been, and I, I'm, I'm very, very emotional. I'm both an empath and a highly sensitive person. And if you guys don't know what, I mean, a lot of people don't know what HSPs are, but they're people who like can feel, they can walk into a room and feel every single thing, whether it's the fluorescent light that's across the room or the pitch that's coming from the speaker that's muzzled down the hall, whatever it is, like my height, my senses are extremely heightened. So mm -hmm. when something feels off, it's off. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it really um, disturbs me. And so I'm like, ah, oh, I need to fix it right away. So that's kind of how I feel. And that's why I've stood so strong to to my animal rights work and people say to me all the time, they're like, why don't you just talk about 
only the climate? Why don't you talk about only single-use plastic? Because then people won't attack you in the way that they are. And I'm like, because that's not me. You know, I, I advocate for not using single-use plastic, yeah. but that's not me. Um, you know, like my dog is sitting right, right next mm-hmm. to me and, and I can feel him and he can feel me and we're completely in touch emotionally. And I don't, and I, I rode horses for 15 years and I felt every single thing that my horse felt. And I've just never really seen a difference because there is no difference. I mean, essentially, you know, we're all lives and we all are entitled to our own, you know, autonomous body use. So, yeah, just want everybody to be able to. (laughs) Now I feel seen. Yeah. 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 yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think any of us knew it going into this, but I think we just became best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're all best friends. Now. But that's the really cool thing about the vegan community is like there's there's people who are plant based, and then there are vegans. Mm-hmm. And to me, while we yes. may have a similar mm-hmm. diet, it's a it's a very different ideology. And so when I meet somebody 100%. who's vegan, I'm like, yeah. Like we're homies. We feel the same emotion. Yes. We feel the same yes. thing. Yeah. Um. And yeah. there's just you, such a strong community where it's like, oh, you just get me and I get you. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you are like speaking me in Danny's language though with yeah. the the empath stuff and the, you know, see, <laughs> it's like when you ride the subway and all the signs say, if you see something, say something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or the airport <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 It's like mm-hmm. that. And that's, that's, you know, very much how Danny and I are and Andy too. And, and we... Uh, we call this a vegan-ish podcast because we feel so passionate about so many other things that it's occasionally hard to just focus on the one thing. And we also feel that veganism touches so many of those other things. So you're really, yeah. you're yeah. literally speaking our language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are, we are your people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're your new best friends. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of intersectionality mm-hmm. to all of it. And like next month mm-hmm. for International Women's Day, I'm going to give a speech at a vegan potluck. And it's it's titled Feminism is Veganism and Veganism is Feminism. Um, yeah, and it moves into all mm-hmm. different things. And people people often try to criticize veganism. And I'm like, I don't I don't think that a lot of people understand that vegans who are like activists also are usually either low waste or zero waste or, mm-hmm. you know, don't have single use plastic and they do walk around with their own straws and cutlery and their own water bottle. Like they don't buy things from forever 21 every other day. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. There are people who are so conscious to every decision that they make. And that extends mm-hmm. completely outside of only their diet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nice. It's nice though. When you, yeah. when you're like all on the same page though, <clears throat> You don't have mm-hmm. to like fight for mm-hmm. it. You're like, listen to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, because you know we um we we're we're in upstate New York, and New York is a fairly you know liberal place, and so we we don't see a lot of what I'm sure you know the backlash that you see in Montana, um especially around like you know you were saying the dairy industry and agriculture and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um we we are we do have like a pretty serious vegan community here, and um. You know, a lot of um, like-minded people in this area and, and a pretty big scene, if you will, with restaurants and options. And there's a bunch of farm sanctuaries around here and it's like a very popular place. But we the one thing that we also have that um, Danny and I talk about all the time is while the vegan community is such a 
welcoming and come to me with my open arms and let's hug it out and talk about the things that we care about type place. It's also this interesting place of if you aren't vegan the way that I'm vegan, then I then we can't I, we can't help each other. You have there's a way to be vegan mm. and you're doing it wrong. I don't know if that's something that you've experienced, but it's something that mm-hmm. we have most certainly experienced. And I just don't understand that. <laughs> that's that's a thing we talk about a lot on this podcast mm-hmm. and just in general as friends and as vegans, how there there is kind of a divide with you have to be vegan the way that I'm vegan. And if you're doing this, that's not vegan. And I don't think that's vegan. And you have to do this and you have to do that. And you're not a good vegan and what we call the vegan police and just this whole idea. And it's like, (laughs) we're on the same page here, friends. You know, like we are fighting the same fight. We want the same things. We want the same outcome. Let's let's go back to the handholding and the hugging and remembering that we are literally on the same team, you know? Yeah. I one time on on the internet of course mm-hmm. there was a thread um this was probably like three years ago there was a thread about horse racing and horseback riding and while I don't agree with horse racing because there there is a lot of cruelty that goes into it I don't necessarily mm-hmm. disagree with horseback riding as a whole and while I understand it does not fall under the moniker of veganism mm-hmm. I don't believe that it's anything worth um protesting uh, sure. And so that's difficult for me. And I had a lot of people tell me that I'm not vegan because um, like I since I grew up riding, I have a lot of very close friends who are still competitive horseback riders and that's their livelihood. And, you know, people want horseback riding completely abolished and competitions abolished. And I'm like, I just disagree. Like, while I understand in theory what you're mm-hmm. saying and it's technically correct but for me if horseback riding didn't exist i don't think i would care about animals in the way that i do because my life revolved around feeding them and making sure they were safe and comfortable and while i understand this is kind of a similar argument to what you know what a lot of ranchers and farmers say about their animals but the difference is that you know we don't send the horses to slaughter we we keep them until they literally right. die uh, yeah Right. So, which yeah, is like I mean, not I definitely the same that for, yeah. And um, that's actually a thing that Andy was saying is we are a very um, like yeah, we live in a very liberal, free, happy, you know, being in New York, mm-hmm. but um, and very welcoming vegans and stuff. But the one again polarizing thing that we have is that we are not far from Saratoga Springs, which mm-hmm. is a big racetrack, mm-hmm. and. Mm like horse racing is and we've done protests and Mm -hmm. we're friends with someone who runs um the organization horse racing wrongs and they like horse racing is not the same as like the horse that you keep that's that's not the same you know like because your horses and your friends i'd imagine horses you know are companions they are like partners Mm -hmm. um versus like yeah. the horse racing yeah, that's not it's not at all treated up that's, the track that's no. for sure and so like it is yeah. different and like that's the thing is like you don't have you're allowed as a vegan to have yeah. an opinion yeah and and like thoughts that mm. aren't just like black and white like yeah. well no animals because i mean there's also people who don't think that you should have a dog yeah or that i should have dogs mm. or yeah cat because like that's, or dogs on a like, leash right. right it's it's enslavement right. no i'm enslaved to my cat yeah because i'm the I one clean their poop <laughs> yeah. Every day. yeah 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 they're the boss of me for sure yeah, yeah. so like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's of course yeah again the internet yeah <laughs> i would also just on the track thing really quick i would also that's it's such a different thing because it, especially in Saratoga, 
the track is kind of what finances the this, this city of Saratoga. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It is mm. such a, a money thing. You know, mm-hmm. it is so, so deeply rooted in money. Uh, and that's certainly the case in all of the other famous tracks that you can think of, too. But Saratoga, I mean, that town exists because of the track. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a very seasonal place, especially being in upstate New York. You know, during the winter, it's not nearly as lively as it is during the summer. That, that it exists. All of the businesses, the mm-hmm. banks, everything is is <coughs> in bed with the track, so to speak. So it's it is a very mm. different industry. I, I would I mean, I would call it an industry where I don't think I would call the practice of horseback riding an industry. No. You know what I mean? It's a very different thing mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's that's such a good point about it being um, kind of a pillar in the mm-hmm. community and kind of, the you know, a, a revenue mm-hmm. source, if you will. And that just like the thing is that in our society, we have become so accustomed to commodifying animals in every way possible that if we completely 100% stopped the commodifi- commodification of animals, so many things would collapse because it would just be like, oh my God, what do we do? Oh, if, we, yeah. if we can't use these animals yeah. for it, how do we, how do we do it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and that's yeah. another argument is people are like, oh, if we went vegan overnight, what would happen? And I'm like, ah, that's not logical though. Cause that's not, that's not the way that it's yeah, going to no, happen. No, it's not. Yeah. None of, none like, of the arguments against veganism are often logical. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. Yeah. <laughs> right. The cows will take over One, the world. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. and let them. Let the cows take over. <laughs> we are not doing a great job, so let them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the argument of the cows are going to take over or they're going to go extinct. Uh, it goes both directions. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Mm. Or, or of course, there's the one like just from the vegan. Well, well, what would you do if you were stuck, if you were stranded you on were an stranded island on an oh, and there was yeah. a chicken? A yeah, or you <laughs> and a pig. And you're like, oh, so every single person who has the option to not eat meat is going to suddenly get stranded on yeah. different yeah. islands or all the same island. Because, like, why can't I cannibalize you? Am I stuck on the island with you? <laughs> yeah. Sir, how did the, yeah. the chicken pet die? There's so many other questions, you know? Yeah. There are so many other questions. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I I think I would probably die and the pig would eat me. Like, that's how it would end. I think I so, too. Think. Quite honestly. Yeah. 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 And kind of, I've always talked about how we have no survival skills. So, no, like, if I was no. truly stranded, I probably would just, like, curl up and be like, okay, well, because I'm I, done. <laughs> I actually don't even think truly. If I were stranded on an island and there was, like, somehow a pig there or a chicken or whatever animal was there, I truly don't even think it would occur to me that I should eat that animal. No, I, I would just be like, well, me and this pig live here now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, it, well, wouldn't, it wouldn't be like a moral argument in my head. How, how am I, am I going to eat this pig? Am I going to eat this pig? I wouldn't even, it wouldn't, I don't think it would occur to me. No. I'd just be like, well, we live here now. This yeah. is what we do. You die of thirst before mm-hmm. you die of hunger anyways. Yes. Where, is, where are you getting fresh water from? That's the real question. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But also, if the pig was already on the island, the pig has survived. So what's the pig eating? I'll just eat what right. the pig is eating. Like, Andy yeah. says, does this pig like coconut too? Like, yeah. 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 It's a lot of questions with yeah. this. <laughs> so many questions. Ugh. 
or like andy said the the milk floods was an episode we we talked Mm -hmm. about another argument of if we stopped milking cows they would just explode they would just explode like there'd be milk floods (laughs) Mm. so much milk what would we do what would we do with it all and we're like wait a second (laughs) friends that's really funny i haven't heard that before that's really yeah, they, good well they need yeah. to be milked the cows they need, need to we're doing them a favor <laughs> yeah. otherwise they will just they, yeah milk floods it'll, just, it'll be noah's ark on the milk floods yeah <laughs> it'll be noah's oh yeah <laughs> all the great arguments oh, wow. <laughs> all and it's so funny we all have the same like how i mean mm-hmm. i watch earthling ed videos like a religion mm-hmm. so I feel like I've heard all these arguments and they're just, they're so funny sometimes. They're so oh, good. Yeah. And I don't, if you guys watch him, he always has the best answers. Like if I, I could, if I could answer everything the way that he did, like, oh, there would be nothing else I need to do in life. I just, yeah. I'd already be there. It's truly a gift. Him and James Aspie. I'm like, how did you get this way? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, how, how are you just so composed and you just have mm-hmm. the best responses that are well thought out and logical and not from a place of hyper emotion or irritation. You're just, this is, this is what I have to say to you and it's logical. Mm-hmm. And how can you deny me? It's so great. Whereas yeah. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I lack that kind of composure and a lot of instances although I don't get the same kind of stupid questions but you know there, there was one <laughs> I was at a protest for the circus in downtown Albany mm-hmm. and somebody said something like you know about about how the animals like it and they they enjoy oh. entertaining and, and stuff like that and I just was like no sir they I just did not even know what to say I, I feel like I either oh. kind of go off or I'm just like okay and I don't know how to respond because I'm like this is so outrageous and he's like how would we how would we get to know animals if we didn't go to the circus this is how we learn about <gasps> animals and I'm like is it yes. you know what a book is, is what are you learning exactly right now about yeah. how much a yeah. bear loves to dance because they don't though <laughs> you know they don't though it's no. not normal no it's not normal it's not normal at all no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much of it's not normal. <laughs> so much not normal happening. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but you do, you might not like think, but Marissa has, you know what you do have? The power of like composure, but also humor. Because mm-hmm. instead of just saying, no, I don't like pineapple and pizza, you said, I don't like hot fruit, which is funny. <laughs> and so, like, that shut us, that like shut, shut us down. down. We were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, there you go. You have your own superpower. Yeah we're yeah. like okay that's yeah. that's fair I, I don't i don't think i like hot fruit sass. either anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my my family and i have a really odd sense of humor and i like to attribute it to like we're all really uncomfortable in some type of social situations so we just give these really bad jokes mm-hmm. and my grandma also has like the best sense of humor so growing up with her she's like really sarcastic she's from England she's so funny and so we just grew up having this like sarcastic like we answer everything with a joke everything's funny to us so that's just kind of the way that I am now (laughs) I I think it's great but some people are like wait is that a joke (laughs) yeah no well some people are silly because it's great it's always great nope yep 100% (laughs) Oh man. So 
do you want it since I've asked the real hard questions? Do you yeah, want to so ask we the have, hardest of them yeah, all? Yeah, the hardest like... of the well, you did ask the pizza question. This is kind of similar. That's true. Um, so we have our final question that we like to ask people who come on the podcast because the most important thing to Danny and I is food. Mm-hmm. That's where our, our hearts are in our stomachs. We can be bought with food. Like that's just how that's just who we are as people. Mm-hmm. So we need to uh-huh. know from you what is your favorite dish what is your it it can be something you make it can be something you've had at a restaurant but like what is your favorite vegan meal ready go Ooh, i know um i do really like to cook because i i like a lot of different flavors in one meal so i don't like just maybe three different vegetables but a lot of them i like like seven different vegetables and only a few of them so i like to make big stir fries and I'll do like baby portobello mushrooms that are cooked, um, mixed with tempeh, spinach, kale, roasted carrots with a big sweet potato in the center, quinoa, maybe some steamed broccoli. I like any vegetable. I will just cook it in the oven or on the stovetop and just throw it in a big bowl. Sounds or maybe a little avocado on the him. side. Yeah. Like when, when people, that. when friends come over and, you know, people are always like, oh, I don't want vegan food. Like, let's go get something. And I'm like, no, no, let me make you dinner. Mm. And let me show you what a really good, healthy meal. Cause that's a lot of things too. People are like, oh, well, let's just go and get a burger or let's go to get an impossible burger, whatever it may be. And I'm like, let me give you something that will make you feel good after you eat it. It covers all your vitamins that you need nutritionally and it'll be delicious. <laughs> So I probably eat that like four times a week. Yeah. I thought you guys were going to ask tofu or tempeh. I was waiting for that one. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, Well, now tofu tofu or tempeh. tempeh. Oh, tempeh all the way. Interesting. Have you had the smoky tempeh from Lighthouse? Or Lifehouse, Lifehouse, like life the house. like the fa- like fake and bacon. Uh huh. Yes, I have. I mm, have. And you don't like it? I like oh. it sometimes. Like it has to be cooked very specifically. But it's uh-huh. it, it's like a texture thing. I feel like I can feel like the beans, like the individual. You know what I mean? Uh, like tempeh has such a texture. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, I like I it. Get- sometimes I don't. But I, I'm team tofu. Yeah. I um. I I don't want to pick <laughs> i mean if or what about what about satan uh i i'm still team tofu i but think i would I, put, I think oh. i eat tofu more often but but there is nothing like tempeh bacon i love yeah tempeh bacon. i'll put it on a salad i'll put it on a breakfast sandwich i will just eat it with yeah. my own fingers in my mouth like that's so like i'd have to say because I can't not answer, I'd have to say tofu mm-hmm. because mm. it's just like something I cook tofu like all the time. And I love a tofu but, scramble. But There's unlike Kat, yeah. I do love tempeh. And like tempeh yeah. bacon, if you said I could never have that again, I would cry. Oh, see, I'd be, I'd be Yeah, crying. same. No, 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 no. Tempeh bacon. <laughs> interesting. I, wa- I want to be on your team. I want to like it. Love it. I just don't. A TLT? You don't like a temp? Mm. No. Ooh, yeah. It's okay to be wrong. DLT is it's okay to be wrong. Have you guys been to Veggie Girl? <laughs> yeah. No. No. They just, just like, opened them in the city mm-hmm. though. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, they just oh, opened them in the okay. city. Um, and we're we're about like two hours or so north of the city. We're actually we Danny and I have some trips planned, so we'll have to mm-hmm. check that out next time we're down there. But I hear good things. They it's not like you know, it's junk food, fast food, vegan, but they have mm-hmm. a tempeh sandwich that's like a their, you know, BLT, mm-hmm. but tempeh, whatever. Oh yeah, you just said it, TLT. Mm-hmm. Um, it is phenomenal. All right. Will it change my mind, you think? <laughs> um if you don't like the texture, though, I think that's that's a little bit tricky. So I don't want to say yes, because yeah. then if you tell me one day, like, no. like Because, no. like, so Blossom, the restaurant in the city, does tempeh bacon as their side with, like, their brunch stuff. And I like their tempeh because it's cooked, like, super crispy. When there's even, like, a little bit of give, oh. I don't like tempeh. Okay, um, yeah, it's yeah. super – it's, like, bacon crispy, like, crisp. Yeah, I need crisp. You know how I like crisp. Yeah, yeah that's, see, I was gonna, I was gonna say you tell Kat that the sandwich will change her life, so she orders I'm very it. Very suggestible. And if she doesn't like it, then I get two sandwiches <laughs> because I will also have ordered it. <laughs> so yes. then I win double. Like if we'll, you don't like we'll it, I'll see. get two sandwiches. We'll check it out. And yeah, vegan, give it a try. Vegan junk food is where it's. I mean, mm-hmm. vegan all food. I don't junk food, health food. Just give me all the food. Yeah, same. So mm-hmm. great faux show. Yeah. <laughs> so where, yeah, where where can people find you on the yeah. internet and when can we watch yeah, Miss USA when is Miss USA <laughs> so they they have not announced it yet I, I can't even tell you usually it's in May but it may not be it's it's mm-hmm. tricky actually yeah it'll it'll be on Fox though okay. probably on a Sunday um, it'll be announced though as soon as we know everybody else will know we'll announce it right away um, my personal Instagram is at marissa.underwood, spelled M-E-R-I-S-S-A dot Underwood, like Harry and Frank. Um, and then if you want to follow my um, Miss Montana page, it's at M-I-S-S-M-T-U-S-A on both Instagram and Facebook and uh, Snapchat and Twitter. But I'm a millennial who like doesn't actually like technology very much or apps. And so... I'm only pretty active on Instagram. Same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, the, I, you know, I used to do Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twitter, I've, I've I just don't get. Neither do I. Andy does. Andy gets Twitter. I don't know. I Snapchat was really fun when I was like 21 and, you know, like you want to see if the boy you likes looked at your looked at your little snap to him, just him. But now that Instagram has that feature, it's kind of like, eh, what do I need Snapchat for? I can send a hilarious picture that'll disappear anywhere. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's that's a wrap. We know where to find you. Everyone knows where to find you. And Yeah. That's awesome. I really, I still, it, it's just, it hit me again. That when I was like, oh, when can we watch Miss USA? And then I'm like, oh, man. So we're going to be watching a Miss That's USA so pageant. Cool. And we can be like, we'll hey, we're best party. friends with her. We'll-, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a watch party. Yeah. Yeah. Please, with lots yeah. of vegan snacks. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, we totally will. Oh, man. We'll make that happen. That's just really cool. <laughs> yeah. So, like, thank you. Like, and when we were setting this up, we're like, whenever she can have touch, she has to be so, so, like, you're so busy and just really yeah, cool. Thank and like, you so thank much. you for taking the time to yes. talk to us. And sorry if we're a little weird and you're yeah. our best friend now, but you are. So um, no, I feel just, like we're so similar. 
Yes, I think so too. Um, and then also, just so you know, I found it may sound creepy. I'm not That's sure, fine. but I found you through the Inspirational Souls um, profile that they did on you. That was how I came uh-huh. to find you on social media. Um, so shout out oh, to them because okay. they do really, really cool stuff. Really, yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah. I was like, okay, I have to ask this because I feel like we're all so similar. What are you guys' zodiac signs? (gasps) I'm an Aquarius. I can't wait. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Okay. I'm a Cancer. Oh, okay. My rising is a Cancer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I say it's interesting about the Aquarius. I'm a Leo, but um, I, I feel like, like for me, I've been moving in different periods of my life and I'm evolving into somebody completely different than I was a few years ago. And I used to really not get along well with Aquariuses, Scorpios, and Virgos. And now all of my friends are Aquariuses, Scorpios, and Virgos. (laughs) So that's why I had the big reaction Mm -hmm, when you said mm -hmm. Aquarius. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. And I am, everything you know about Aquarius is me. Like I I am the most Aquarius person who has ever lived. <laughs> I am oh. I am an Aquarius. Yeah. I, well, I'm an Aquarius rising and a Gemini moon. So like I'm double Aquarius. Ooh, yeah. I'm a Gemini moon too. Oh, see? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm, I'm a Taurus so like, what are, moon. Ooh, I like Tauruses. Yeah. So when you say you're like the most Aquarius, what are the three biggest traits that you have? Okay. So... <laughs> So I think the things I identify most with are um, the humanitarian stuff, for sure, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But Danny read a thing Mm -hmm. this morning from an astrology app that we both love that said Aquarians love humanitarianism, but not humans. And I was like, yes. (gasps) Oh, that's so interesting. Yes. Yes, I love mm-hmm. that. Um, so, you know, that whole side of it for sure, but also the idea that Aquarians are like a little aloof and really value their mm. independence. That's, I think, the most me thing is that I value my independence literally over everything else, mm-hmm. I think is the most Aquarian mm. thing about me. Yeah, yeah. and I'm a, little, I'm a little weird. <laughs> you know, like the like kooky age of Aquarius type stereotype is also totally me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. My um, my uh, my great aunt, my dad's aunt, um, was a uh, she did psychic reading, psychic reading, ugh, psychic readings on the radio. And when I was mm-hmm. when my mom was pregnant with me, she um would like read my mom's you know star sign and like do all of the reading type things. And she said to my mom, "Your daughter's going to be different. Don't ever try to change her." And my mom tells that story all the time because she says how right she was. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's really mm-hmm. cool. That's I know, right? Mm-hmm. Give me chills. Mm-hmm. No. She was right. You're different. I know. <laughs> and she tried to change me. <laughs> she gave oh. up at a certain point, but. <laughs> oh, but anyway. <laughs> all right. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> we're, go follow CoStar Astrology. If you oh don't. yeah, yeah, that's the you app that we're that's... obsessed okay, with. I was gonna ask you yeah. the app. Yes. You guys, I've had CoStar for years, yeah. and yeah. I feel like it it tells me the craziest oh, things yeah. sometimes, yeah. like mm-hmm. the silliest messages. And it's like when I was going through this really gnarly breakup, it would send me something one day, and it'd be like, "You are easy to love. Go out and 
you know, seek love and, you know, be bold. And then the next day it would say, actually, maybe you are hurt. Maybe you should hide in your lion's den for a while. <laughs> like these very <laughs> blunt things that are so, they're so on point, but they're so funny. And yeah. things like, yeah. um, oh, I can't even think of an example now, but just the things that it says. I'm like, wow, you're wild, CoStar. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. we it tells me it feels like I feel like it knows me and then like on Instagram the coasts are like the memes and stuff they do is where I read that thing to Kat earlier yeah. and I love seeing that I'm like coastar is just so right it knows me like yeah just mm -hmm. what it says a lot about cancers it's like it's not what you said it's how you said it and that's like <laughs> I say that to Andy all the time like you can tell me anything as a cancer it doesn't matter like really what you say but how you say it to me because I'm soft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a soft, watery sign. Yeah. Let me live. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So plug. We're sponsored by CoStar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I, I want to go find, because I always take screenshots of things. So I want to find some screenshots that were just way out of left field and share them because they're, they're so good like whoever mm -hmm. writes these like they must just die mm -hmm. laughing when they send them out mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah someone has a good job in that mm -hmm. way oh For yeah sure. mm -hmm. can you imagine being like what do you do i write the astrology <laughs> yeah right oh my God. that's the dream <laughs> is it not it would be, yeah, I'd be like, really is. that's so, yeah, that would be another really impressive. You'd be like, wow, there is someone who actually does that. Yeah. That is a mm -hmm. person's, that is a person's job. That is what they do. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Opportunities oh, are man. endless in this world of today. All right. <laughs> true. That's true. Well, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. We'll yeah. say thank you. Andy's like, great. You guys win. You got her off on a tangent. <laughs> you thought we'd keep on the straight and narrow with you. Wrong. And actually, it was just right. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll wrap it up. There's our Zodiac corner. There's, we've covered everything. <laughs> yeah. And Andy said that I feel we like spirituality you... really goes with it too. For sure. Yeah. And Andy yeah. said we can give you our phone numbers if we want to yeah, continue just so like... sending these or whatever back and forth. <laughs> Be actual he's like, okay, friend. get off now, but be friends in life. He's like, he's like the dad who's yelling at his teenage daughter to get, get off, off the phone. The phone. <laughs> We're talking about CoStar. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Great. Well, th yeah. Thank you guys so much well, for having me. And yeah. Yeah. Thank you for thank doing you. this. This was lovely. This is cool. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Another best friend <laughs> who lives right yeah. above our other best yeah, friend because go Montana, Wyoming. No, yeah. see, now it's more reason. We go to one, we can just like <laughs> yeah. bop down to the other. Yeah, it's it's like super close. Yeah. <laughs> Come out for a little like summertime excursion and see all what we have to offer. Yeah. I feel like we have to go to Kiki all... first mm -hmm. and then bring baked goods to Marissa. Yes. Well, let's do it. Ooh. Let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> all right well then we'll wrap it up and thank you yes thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much so mm -hmm. buttons yes on <laughs> your underpants that's right that's yeah. right um <laughs> that's right i'm giving no more context to that nope um 
So I will hands down say that's one of my favorite interviews that we've done. Yeah, I hope that we can be real best friends. Yeah, that was actually something. And I um, genuinely want to host a viewing party for Miss USA. Yeah, that would be so cool because yeah. like our friend is competing. That is really honestly. <laughs> after I asked her where can we, you know, when can we watch it? <clears throat> also, I don't think I said it, but my thought was, how stressful is that that she doesn't even know when mm-hmm. it actually is? I I like to know when I'm going to the bathroom every single day, let alone, like, when a big competition like that is. So, um, but we should have a viewing party, and it's, like, really cool. Like, I was genuine. I was like, it's going to be really neat to watch the Miss USA pageant Mm -hmm. and say that we talked to that person and not, like, said hi to her as she walked by, but, like, actually talked to her. Uh, Like, everyone knows her zodiac sign now who listens to this podcast. Mm -hmm. So you're like... You, you have an in as well. You're not best friends with her because we're best friends, but you're mm-hmm. one degree mm-hmm. away from being best friends, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think that she was one of the most lovely people with a solid platform, knows her mind, has a really good laugh, um, in a nice face, mm-hmm. and just and like a the whole And a really package. great brain. Yeah, and a really great brain. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know, it was really cool to talk to someone and, you know, kill if anyone had any stereotypes about any pageant people, um, then you can kind of see that, you know, she's a well-rounded, mm-hmm. fun, stable, normal yeah. human being, like, that happens to yeah. be like, I want to do a pageant and use this as a platform. And like yeah. she said, my, my platform isn't because of pageants. Mm-hmm. It's like pageants are a way for my platform. Like, yeah. she lives it. So it's yeah, pretty I cool. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed it. Um, go follow her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She's really cool. She's very tall, so it's mm-hmm. cool to look at her photos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's out there doing some person. cool stuff. So. That too. Yeah. Cool stuff all around. Yeah. Great times. And if there's ways to uh, support her, I think she'll let us know. And yeah, I don't even giving her a follow and a like and commenting on photos and stuff like that would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we'll have host a viewing party. Yeah, perhaps yeah, you'll get sure. an invite. The V Spot viewing party. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna do it. I can't wait. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Um, okay. Cool. And then past episodes that you can listen to mm-hmm. can be found as always on the vspot.fm. And if you would like to be invited to our viewing party for mm-hmm. the Miss USA pageant, you can. Throw us some dollars at our Patreon and then help us buy snacks. Mm -hmm. And that'd be cool. Yeah. And uh, that's it. And then thank you for your support and to us and to the animals and to the planet Mm -hmm. and all the cool things in the world. Tell a friend about us. And that's it. And rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, please. That's it. Yes. Great. Great. Until next time. Do it.